game. Yeah. Uh, I think you better take off the Orioles cap. Yeah, I better. <laughs> no, 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 seriously, you're in the owner's box. I don't think it's a good idea. You're not serious. Yes, 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 I am. Well, didn't he say that? No, no, but he gave me the seats. And I don't think he'd like it if you wore an Orioles cap. Yeah, well, maybe you should ask I him. I don't have to ask him. Now, are you going to take the hat off or not? No, I'm not going to take it off. Why should I take it off? That's ridiculous. Let's just take the cap off. What? George, I am at a baseball game. This is America. Look, look, either you take the cap off or you leave. Well, I don't care. I'm not taking it off. Blaine, just take the cap off. No, get off of my hat. What's that? What do you mean? Get off it. Stop it. Just get off it. Hey, hey, hey. All right. Get your cap. Wait a minute. Oh, my God. All right. Get your hands off of me. I'm leaving. Wait a minute. We just, hey, look, we just got here. Do you want us to go with you? I'll get your cap, George. I was just thinking. Yeah, stay. All right, all right, we'll go, we'll go. Welcome to Talking Seinfeld, the podcast where we discuss everything we know about the show about nothing. And this week we are here to review the episode with the loathsome, offensive brute himself, Mr. Kramer. <laughs> it is the letter. Hey, I am Dando. And I am that loathsome, loathsome, oh my God, it's, it's a, a hard tough one to get say, out. Isn't it? I fucked it up as well. Loathsome, loathsome. I was about to say, so, you know, props to those, to those actors. I already thought they did a very good job, and now I know they've done an excellent job. I am that loathsome, offensive brute guy. Thank you, everyone, who has tuned into the show this week, and thank you to everybody who has rated and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts, and to everyone who has joined us on Patreon, supporting this Four Finger Discount Network. You are all absolute champions. Don't forget, if you want to get in contact with us, it's talkingseinfeld at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from each and every single one of you, but Mr. Davis, how's your week been? Uh, it's been eventful, uh, one might say. Um in good ways and bad. Um, I'm still just enjoying the uh, aftermath of last week's uh, anniversary with the lovely Louise. Um, yes. And then Valentine's Day was like a week later on. I didn't really do anything for it. I, you know, we, although, to, in my defence, <laughs> um, Lou and I said good morning to one another and then middle of the way through the day she said, oh, happy Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. I forgot about it. Well, you know you're in the right relationship or in a good relationship when Valentine's Day doesn't matter. Because every day should be Valentine's Day. That is correct. <laughs> yes. But uh, having Having said that, I was sort of a bit paranoid last night. I'm like, oh, should I have done the traditional Valentine's Day stuff? Should I, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm seeing, of course, Lou tonight. So I mean, I'll probably take over some flowers and all that kind of business just to say for you because I care. Um, but uh, you're well, getting those after Valentine's Day half price discounts. <laughs> Mama Davis didn't raise no dummy, <laughs> so uh, yeah, there's that as well. There's something else special today about today, Mr. Davis. What is it? I have to say happy anniversary to my wife, Nicola Wright. We're recording this on February 15th, 2000, or 2023, I guess you could say 2023, February 15th, 10-year wedding anniversary. Yay. We made it. That was me clapping my hands, by the way. It feels like the first milestone has been reached, you know? 10 is a big deal. Uh, and yeah. congratulations, you made it. I mean, they, everyone talks about, you know, the seven-year itch and all that kind of nonsense. I don't know how much stock you have in that. But 10 years, it's a good round number. Um, it shows you're in for the long haul. Congratulations. The seven-year itch was fine. Just got a bunch of cream, just you know, covered up those spots. <laughs> no, 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 indeed. I was actually said to Nicola this morning. I was just looking at her, and I was just like, I actually, and this is not me bullshitting. I find her more attractive now than when the day I met her, and that's just what happens when you're in a good, good relationship, when you're in a good marriage. I'm sure you're the same with the lovely Louise. That is correct, sir. Now, you know who's not necessarily a good partner? Nina. 
We're here to talk about the letter, right? We are. Very jealous of Elaine. I mean, I get the jealousy. It is a kind of a weird situ- situation where she... It's not just that they're friends. Elaine's always over. Yeah. That would kind of be this like, oh, really? Is that really normal? Uh, but I can... But she just seemed very paranoid, Nina. She did indeed. Something I noticed from... Well, first thing I noticed, like, hey, that's actor Catherine Keener, who I quite like, mm. who's been in a bunch of, uh, bunch of good movies, a bunch of good shows, uh, a very, very good actor. I first saw her in The 40-Year-Old Virgin, I reckon. 40-Year-Old Virgin, uh, being John Malkovich. Um, I, I'm not going to look up IMDb. You can do that, but uh, I'm not. She's not the Is she the wife in Get Out? She is. Yeah. Yes. She's very good in Get Out. Uh, you know who I always get confused with? I always get confused with the mother from Step Brothers. Oh, Mary Steenburgen. But she's like an older version of this actress, but they yes. look kind of similar. They've got a similar look, you're right. And you know who else she's a bit similar to? Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah, to an extent. Yeah. That's what I just thought when I first saw her. I'm a, a lankier version of her. A yeah. little bit. But when I said, hey, that's Catherine Keener. And then looking at the way she's sort of styled in this episode, maybe it's an early 90s thing or what, but it's like, she looks a bit Elaine-ish. Looks a bit JLD-ish. Mm-hmm. What's going on here? I like it. Oh, <laughs> double your pleasure, Springfield. But uh, I, I was wondering if they, if they actually styled her in that fashion, if they cast her because of that. But, you know, it, it's interesting. But you're right, not a good partner. <laughs> um, but Jerry also, not necessarily a good partner. It, it, it's very Jerry, this story, in the sense that he's in a relationship where he's openly saying, yeah, it's not going to last long. Yeah. Like, that about, just about sums up Jerry, though. He's just, he's, he's very, he's against commitment. But have you ever been in a relationship like that, though? You're sort of, you're in one and you've been maybe in it for a few weeks or even a couple of months and you realise, I don't think this has got staying power. Yeah, but yeah, it's it, but it hasn't so. reached that sort of critical mass stage where it's like, nothing bad enough has happened for me to say, we want to pull a pin on it. But... But there's nothing there that's enticing or exciting you to come back, yeah. Yeah, it's not necessarily going to... um explode it's more going to implode you know it's just going to run out of the 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 tires are just going to run out of air i I did think that they were both sort of almost made for each other to an extent but um but yeah and what i did like about the nina story though was the george angle i thought Mm. george was very relatable in this the whole i'm not obligated to buy anything am i (laughs) that's how i'll be able like i'm coming i'll come and say hello i ain't buying shit though because i don't get art i on me personally i don't get art and as we're discussing uh, mm. our latest guest, we recorded a couple of nights ago, our review of Brush With Greatness from season two of The Simpsons with David oh. B. Cooper, a Simpsons artist. And he was saying that art is you know, 10% your idea, 90% the person buying the art telling you telling you what it means. <laughs> yeah, and you just sort of nodding your head and go, you're absolutely right. That's 100% yeah. what I meant. <laughs> you know, yes. uh, great episode and, uh, well, great episode of The Simpsons, great episode of Four Finger Discount, great guest. So, um, yeah, by all means, get on that, listeners. Yes, all the way from season two of The Simpsons. It's always great going back and reviewing those early episodes. The one with Ringo Starr. I hung it on me wall. Great yeah. episode. Gear episode. Yeah, yes. I'm not going to lie. I thought Michael Richards, in the first like act of this episode, was super creepy. Like, when he was asking Jerry's girlfriend to take her clothes off, like, huh? I mean, I know you're kind of kidding, but are you? <laughs> mm, my exact note, Kramer, you inappropriate flirt. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, one gets the feeling that, yes, he certainly is joking, but it's that joke where it's like, but if you did, I would <laughs> Just Just casting the rod, so seeing if there's any nibbles out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a really good way of putting it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just thought 
besides that, though, I thought Michael Richards was very funny. Very, he was just purely there sort of for the physical comedy, really, in this one, wasn't he? He didn't really ha- have much to do besides the painting, obviously. But Michael yeah. Richards himself wasn't really adding much to the story. He was just sort of... He was there a lot, but he wasn't necessarily... And he was vital, I guess, to it in some way. Oh, no, actually, no, he wasn't. He was there. The baseball one, he wasn't necessarily vital, but he was there for the comedy, I think. I mean, George had some funny lines, but Kramer was just sort of, I don't know, maybe it's just because... Even Kramer being the subject of the painting, that's not necessarily important. The painting could have been anything. That's true, yeah. But, you know, and and it feels like the stuff that they did around the painting, particularly with the old couple who were sort of looking at it and having their various opinions about it and then so taken with the Kramer that they spoiler for the end uh, have him over for dinner that that wasn't it didn't have to be Kramer that wasn't necessarily the case I mean it was good that it was he he made a meal of it 100% yeah but I get the feeling there was maybe not a lot for Michael Richards to work with here so he really hammed it up slash amped it up to something yeah but when you've got a gifted physical comedian like that you might as well just let him uh, let him off the chain a bit what do you think about the uh, other baseball angle that this apparently really happened to Larry David uh, Howard West, an executive from NBC, got uh, Larry David some tickets to a uh, to a baseball game, and his friend was asked to take off the Yankees cap, and he thought it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, so he worked it into this story, even though the episode's called The Letter. That's mm-hmm. that's almost a big. Oh, I guess it's kind of an even even footing with the uh, with the letter story. But I feel like that was a big part of this episode, the uh, the baseball story. I am on Team Elaine here. Like, fuck off! You can just leave your hat on. It doesn't matter. I guess yeah. she's in the owners' box, but. For example, if we go to an, an AFL game here, Australian Rules Football, you can go anywhere. If you're in the opposition jumper, people are just like, ah. If you do it, you just got to expect to cop something in return in regards to sort of like tongue-in-cheek banter back and forth. But no one's going to be actually angry at you. For, forgive me, I'm, I'm being a bit ignorant here, but uh, is Baltimore actually playing in that game that they go to or is Elaine just sort of grabbed any cap? I, I, I don't think so. I will double-check, yeah. but I'm pretty sure they're not. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think if you're a halfway decent person, if someone rocks up with a cap or a scarf or a jumper or whatever, that's not your team of choice. And even if they're in, you know, the cool box or the cool seats or whatever, it's just like, just roll with it. Well, you know, just poke, have a little bit of fun at their expense. Like, really? Okay, fine. But yeah, yeah don't be that much of a tool about it. So yes, I'm, I'm, I'm Team Elaine as I am in many things. And I did like George though. Do you want me to come as well? <laughs> no, stay. Uh, Fine. <laughs> I have ne- I have never emphasized, um, empathized more with George than I have at that moment. Have you ever been in situations like that where, you know... Your mate's getting thrown out of the nightclub. It's like, we just got in, mate. Mate. <laughs> in- and, it, and it does go through your mind. You're like, he'll be right. He'll get home. <laughs> just chuck him in a cab. He'll be fine. I'm, I'm staying, mate. I'm staying. And yeah, it's worse if it's your partner. If it's your partner, then you've got to go. Even if you don't agree, even if you know your partner's fucked up, it's like, yeah. I guess. Uh, solidarity, fine. Not that not that Nicola's ever been thrown out of anywhere, but you know. <laughs> that is a good one still. Yeah. One of my favourites. So what were your favourite moments of the letter, Mr. Davis? <laughs> um, I know, now... <laughs> I should be a bit more prepared when I do this podcast. I've got pages and pages, well, pages and pages, by which I mean two pages of notes yeah. uh, about this episode. But I didn't look up the names of the actors playing the sort of older couple who are mm-hmm. debating the merits of the Kramer and then decide to buy it. But I think they do a very good job. Um, as as I mentioned earlier, I just uh, I like their to and fro. They both realise that they've got some nice meaty lines to sink their teeth into and can really sort of make a meal of. So yeah, I think they did a very good job with that. 
something else I enjoyed. It's um, <laughs> a little dig at Nina, actually by her dad, who I think realises that his daughter's probably a bit of a flipper to gibbet. And, you know, she's doing her art and all that kind of stuff. And he's obviously living off, bank- living off daddy's money. Yeah. He's bankrolling. And he's saying, it was cheaper for me when she was an actress. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've, um, I think I've got kind of a soft spot slash, yeah, it, I've got mixed feelings about people like that. It's like, yeah. You know, it'd be nice to have a patron, even if it's your, even if it's your wealthy parents. But at the same time, I don't know some people like that. What's that American saying? You're born on third base, and you feel like you've hit a home run or something. Well, it's it's kind of how I feel right now. I'm just like Nicola's bringing home the bacon right now. She's working the, the full time job. I'm doing this this podcast thing. It would be nice if we had more supporters, <laughs> but we're, we're paying the bills. But yeah, that's it's right. just there's just not enough for you know extra tires on a Thursday night like there used to be. Extra like tire dinners on a Thursday night, like oh, they used to be. <laughs> it was like I can't, down to, I can't buy any more neckties. <laughs> I'm running out of my fancy neckties. My Thursday night ties. Come on, patrons, chip in. <laughs> Danto needs a cravat. Uh, oh, man. No, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But we, we, I want to buy the extra mic for um, for Nicholas. So I don't have to keep borrowing the mic from your place. Back, that's one of the things we do here on the on the network. Where I'm back and forth from guys' house borrowing mics. We'd love to uh, buy better equipment, and have better cameras, and just better shit. So <laughs> we're not all buying like fancy neckwear here. No, we're we're investing in the four finger discount infrastructure. Yes. And if you are if you are, if you are listening, yeah, we would appreciate if you did want <laughs> Can to you hear us? support the show. <laughs> yes, we would appreciate if you did want to support us. It literally a dollar a month would go a long way if you all did that. But anyway, enough about complaining. Uh, but yes, I enjoyed that <laughs> as well. Fan. I I enjoyed Kramer's uh, taunting at the baseball. I'm like that at the football. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with just when you when you're at the game, you just you just yell shit out. Don't take it too serious. Don't be racist, obviously, but mm. you don't mean what you're saying to the player. If you see them in the street, you're going to be nice. If you don't actually hate them, it's just for that two hours. You know they're the they're the enemy, and you're just yelling shit out. But you don't mean it. Yeah, or even your own team you can get a little vocal about Bronx cheers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, you finally got a touch, buddy. Yeah, get on, you mate. <laughs> yeah. I have startled uh, certain people that I've you know, watch football matches with because they'll think I'm soft-spoken and warm-hearted and all that kind of stuff. And then Tom Hawkins will be lining up for a goal. And it's like, oh, my God. Tom, don't think. Just kick. Tom, come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a- don't ever think this, mate. You, you, oh, he's, over, he's, over, he's overthinking it. What well, fucked? He's over, look, look, look at him. Look, look at him. Look at him overthinking it. What, what's yeah. he doing? What's he doing? <laughs> you big Frankenstein monster-looking motherfucker. <laughs> that's, and then when he, you know... He gets one on the run and sort of does it for impossible. Oh, you handsome statuesque Hemsworth as God. You, you fucking legend. Why yes, can't you exactly. do that all the time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think I think the first time I watched, you know, the footy with Lou, it's kind of like, you become a slightly different person. Yeah, that, well, this is the thing. Nicholas said, I'm glad that when you first brought me over to your house to meet your parents, it was like, you know, two weeks into the relationship. And I just knew Nicola was like the one. And, I brought over, and Geelong were playing Collingwood that night. And at the time, Geelong and Collingwood were heated rivals. Hmm. And she's like, I'm glad I went there that night because you guys, like your family, become a different family. But I got to see the real family. Because she's just like, <laughs> no, it wasn't just a nice dinner. Oh, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. It was just like, no, you guys were just like screaming at the TV, feral footy fans. Hmm. But she liked that. She's like, okay, these yeah. guys are comfortable being themselves around me. And she goes, it, it, it worked. So, And from that night on, because Geelong beat, I remember Geelong beat Collingwood by like less than a goal. From that day on, she was a football fan. Oh, God. Imagine if Collingwood had won. Oh, this would be a different story and, 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 right and, now. 
And Nick was like, I think I like Collingwood better. I'd be like, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Ta-ta <laughs> and farewell. <laughs> I also really enjoyed, before we get into our trivia, uh, George just not wanting to buy the art. Just And then Kramer's like, mm-hmm. you're going to buy something? And Jerry's, you're going to have a look around? It's like, oh, fuck me. You got, oh, man. Because <laughs> I completely agree. I just don't understand art at all. I'm not what you'd call an art connoisseur, but I know what I, it's that old saying, I know what I like, and I don't hate this. This idea, yes. you know, you'll find bits and pieces around my around my house, and not necessarily art art, more like pop art. Um, but there are times when I sort of look and go, mm, yeah, I think I definitely have a, a thing <laughs> that I like. Or a style that I like. Um, I like artists' interpretations of like movie posters and things like that, or like, like that's drawing good. their own posters of something a scene from a movie or things like that. I've got several of those, like a Gremlins mm. one, an ET one, a Jaws one. Got some Simpsons ones as well, which I yeah. need to get framed. It's one of those things. I'm going to get these framed because, like, do you need all these art prints? I'm like, I need them framed, but it just costs money. It really <laughs> does. Framing's it. Framing costs a bomb. But I interrupted you before. What were you going to say, Mister Davis? No, no, I was going to say that um, George is very George here in that, yeah, sort of being peer pressured into, I guess, buying art or certainly showing that he, that he's interested in buying it. Where you, could, where you could just say, look, your art's really nice, but yeah, I'm just a bit kind of, <laughs> I clearly can't afford this stuff, you know. And you, you, it's very easy to sort of pay them and say, well, this is clearly out of my price range. Um, they go, oh, thank you so much. And you say, yeah, I'm not paying money for your damn art. So, well, I had um, it when you go out, when you go out with your mates who, you know, you know and they know they earn more than you. And they're talking about like mm-hmm. the new, no, the latest golf clubs they're going to buy or whatever. They, oh, we'll buy this. We'll, we'll get this champagne. It's like, motherfuckers, no, I can't afford this. But you know what's worse when they go, oh, don't worry, we'll pay for it. I'm like, oh, that's even worse. Mm-hmm. I don't want your charity. Just don't suggest it in the first place, you know. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go get a beer. Could you spell that, please? No. Next question. All right, it's time for some trivia here on Talking Seinfeld for the letter. Before then, though, I've got some names to read out. I'm going to kick it off with our man, Elliot J. O'Neill from <laughs> the Simpsons Index podcast. If you're a fan of the Simpsons, check them out, the Simpsons Index podcast. He is a absolute gentleman, and he has supported us being our $100 patron of the month. Also, shout-outs to our man, Andrew Zer, our $50 patron of the month. You're an absolute champion as well, sir. Thank you so much for continuing to support us here. Because of you, sir, I'm able to afford at least one Thai dinner a month. <laughs> also, shout out to the following people who chuck us $5 each and every week. We love you so much. Jordan Molman, Richie, Christopher Darby, Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt, Timothy Burleson, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, Pete Anderson, Plain Old Matt, Andrew Davis, Ryan Dunlap, Jared Howard, Kevin Zanzelplan, Flood, Joel Yoland, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Reese Roberts, Bella Winderbank, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, Jack McFadden, Heath Appleby, Preston Murray, Adric McLeod, and Lewis Kavanagh. Thank you so much, guys, for your support. Remember, if you want to get your name read out on every single podcast we do here on the Four Finger Discount Network, all seven podcasts during the fortnight uh, rotation that we do here, but we love all those people, don't we, Mr. Davis? I love each and every single one of them, but you know what? Love is not a finite resource, and I've got even more love to give. So does Dando, I think. So mm. let's welcome a few more into the fold. Come join us. Let's do it. Join us yes. as a four-finger discount patron. Just for a single dollar we do. All right. So, Mr. Davis, what's your first question for the letter? I don't have that many, but mm-hmm. during the uh, Jerry's first bit of stand-up, uh, he talks about uh, art gallery security guards. He says, give me that what painting. Oh, no. No, he says, it says Rembrandt at the end. What does he What does he say? The other artist is Cezanne. Give me that Cezanne. That's the one, yes. I, I liked the stand-up in this. I thought it was really good. We only had top and tail, though. None, none of yeah, the Yeah, we did. 
Yeah, yeah, but they, they it suited the episode though. Um, but my first question is, what page of the sports section were they on? Oh, page two. Correct. Well done. Yeah. Um, now, I get the feeling we've already sort of talked about a few of the things that were my trivia questions, like, you know, what team is Baltimore? What is the name of the Baltimore team? The Orioles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's a fairly simple one. Okay. Um, <laughs> and also, you know, where were they seated at Yankee Stadium? Well, second row from behind the dugout, yeah. And that yeah, was great, that. though, wasn't it? It's like, <laughs> I wanted the first row. I had no plans to put my feet up in the dugout. So, you can't get better seats than this. You can't. It's right there. It's right there. Front row. George into Cartman. But just, yeah, front, like, just complaining, the, like, second row. It's not as good as front row, no. But the fact that he's second row and he's still complaining yeah. about it. Yeah. George, come on. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that were my, that were some questions, which I knew you'd get. But, yeah, you give me one. Okay. My two last questions will be, uh, where was Lippman going to? What was his trip? Oh, yeah, because you- it's Texas. It's in Texas. Is he going to Houston? Houston for a publisher's convention. Yep. That's correct. Yeah. And my final question is, where is Elaine from? Elaine is from Baltimore. Oh, uh, near Baltimore. Oh. It's actually Towson, which is near Baltimore. That's what she says. Oh, oh yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Oh, yes. you're, yeah. You're good. You're good. I did have one more question for you. All right. Actually. Hit me. Yep. What are the incorrect names that Kramer gives both Elaine and George? Mike is one of them and Carol is the other. Wow, yeah, that is correct. Yeah. Which that doesn't even really go anywhere in the end. Not really, no. It's just a little throwaway. That is trivia for the letter. We'll be right back, guys, after this with our review of the episode. Yeah. Talking Seinfeld is brought to you by our incredible supporters on the Four Finger Discount Patreon. Each month we produce almost 20 hours of listening content, with our supporters gaining early ad-free access to every show, our exclusive Facebook community, prize draws, Zoom calls, and our Patreon-exclusive podcast, Tales of Futurama, The Movie Guys, and Four Finger Discount 2.0, with myself and my original co-host Mitch. So for just as little as $1, you too can join the Four Finger Discount family today and help this podcast dream continue to thrive at patreon.com slash fourfinger discount. Link is in the description of this podcast. The original air date of the letter was March 25th, 1992. I can't believe it was over 30 years ago. It was written by Larry David and directed by Tom Sharonis. The episode kicks off with some stand-up about the museum guard. It's kind of how how I feel about the um, shopping mall guards as well. I'm like... You feel like you're a cop. You're not mm. really a cop. <laughs> but, you know. I don't know. I, they're, they're, do what you got to do to pay the bills, man. True. But even getting in the, uh, being the focus of the mall security guard's attention, even if they've got no real power or clout, or even if they some, there's some old dude that you could probably, like, get away from without breaking a sweat, mm. still that, that, you know, authority. You've got to respect that authority. But it, true. Also, I feel like they're more unpredictable than the police. True. They because might have been drummed out of the of the police force for being like a loose cannon or something. <laughs> you, well, you look at him, you're like, this guy hasn't gone through 10 years of vigorous police training. This is just a dude who's signed a security company and he's just, you know, standing at the fucking gate at Kmart. Unpredictable. Not here to serve and protect. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's, just guard, he's just here to guard the Snickers. I know there was one of them that got really angry once because Elliot was, oh, it was about a month ago. He walked in with this toy into Kmart. And you know, he's this old guy. And as we're walking out, he's just like, oh, you got a receipt for that toy? I said, oh, no, we walked in with it. And he goes, ah, oh, are you sure? I said, 
yes. And Elliot goes, it's my toy. <laughs> I was like, Elliot, don't yell at the man. I don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's my toy. And then he's like, okay. And he gets on his little walkie-talkie. Yeah, I've got a gentleman at the front here. He says he walked in with this um, with this toy. I just want to make sure that it's, uh, it's all covered or paid for. The girl's like, well, if you walked in with it, how would I know? Oh, yeah, 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 that's a good point. That's a good point. So you said you definitely walked in with it, sir? I'm like, yes, I walked straight past you with it. Uh, yeah, no worries. I've got this covered. I'm like, fuck off, mate. <laughs> you don't. You haven't got shit covered. Al. You've got this covered. No worries, buddy. <laughs> he's, 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 it's not enough to earn your money. Sometimes you got to feel like you are earning your money. You wanted to feel like a big man. <laughs> but Ali, it's just like, it's fucking my toy, mate. You back up. <laughs> you come near my little gujitsu. <laughs> but Kramer here, he's getting painted by Nina. Keeps moving his face around. I'd be a horrible... um. Uh, what, what's the word? I guess subject. Say, subject, yes, yes. Because I'm constantly fidgeting. I can't, I can't sit still. I'm fidgeting my feet, my toes, mm. like my, my hands. Like Nicola's horrible. Nicola cannot keep her feet still. We're watching TV. Her toes are constantly wriggling. It's like it's an OCD thing for her. She can't keep still. It's weird. Oh. But, uh, you know, he asks her to take her clothes off. Or he says, you want me to take my clothes off? I can do it. She says no. He then takes, asks her to take hers off. And I was just like, I'm mm. a little creepy. But as we were saying earlier, he's joking. But if you want to. Yes. <laughs> Kramer, would you hold still? I can't do this if you keep moving. Uh, you sure you don't want me to take my clothes off? Because I'll do it. No, that's the last thing in the world I want you to do. Well, why don't you take your clothes off? I don't know. I don't think Jerry would like that. Well, it'll be our little secret. We're now at the apartment and George is complaining about the, uh, the button fly. I don't think I have any pants that have button flies anymore. I think I've got a couple of pairs of Levi's 501s that have got the button fly. Okay. And that was a very, well, <laughs> back in the dawn of time. Um, yeah, there was a stage when 501s were really cool. It's like, oh, you're still doing your, your fly up, still doing up a zipper. Why don't you button them up like a cool dude? And I'm like, oh, I'd better get in on this action. So, yeah, I think I've got, I think I might have like one or two pairs of Levi's 501s that have got the button fly. But otherwise, no, it zips all the way. I don't mind the sharp interlocking metal teeth being near my wiener. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you've got to... <laughs> I think it'd have to be, first of all, commandoing, and secondly, pretty bloody careless to, you know, get the old chap caught in the uh, caught in the zipper. Do the Ben Stiller. Yeah, I think I've done that exactly... I don't think I've actually got it caught, but I've certainly had it... What do you call I've had it? a hair get caught once, and it's like, oh, that's not pleasant. <laughs> that Yeah, that's very unpleasant. <laughs> yes. But I remember, I remember after that, something about Mary came out. For a while after that came out, I was just, every time I was just so conscious, I'm like, pull it away first, then zip it up slowly. <laughs> get that layer of protection provided by yes. your boxer shorts or your, or your trunks or whatever they yep. are. Joe then asks, George, do you want to come to Nina's studio? He says, you know, he doesn't want to because, you know, he doesn't get art. He doesn't want to be sucked into buying anything. And, yeah, I completely agree with what he's saying here. And then he's, he says, oh, well, she's painting Kramer. You know, she sees something in him. So do I, but I wouldn't hang it on a wall. <laughs> We're now at back at the studio, and Kramer is pointing out that he's got, uh, you know, rich Colombian coffee brown eyes. And mm-hmm. Nina, this is where Nina questions him about Elaine, and I agree with her to an extent. It is weird. I mean, we're so used to it because we watch this show and we find it funny and we, yeah. we love these characters, but it is a weird kind of setup. You can be friends with you. I mean, if, if you're ex-wife was constantly staying at your place and coming over to visit you even when Louise wasn't there I can imagine Louise would be annoyed by that oh or yeah absolutely. At, at least be going really like what's what are you sure like what, what are you sure nothing's going on here you'd, you'd have to be questioning that oh yeah I think so like I said I'm, I'm very fortunate that I've got um yeah a very good um you know friendship 
with Libby, but, you know, there's also about <laughs> a couple of thousand kilometres between us. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we talk on the phone semi-regularly and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, if we were constantly in and out of each other's houses and all that kind of business. If, if she was popping by, popping in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, popping by at an house or whatever. Yeah, I think your current partner could would be justified in going, what, what's all this about? <laughs> Set some boundaries. And, and that's why I sort of thought Jerry here, him not understanding that, I'm just like, yeah, you need to really put yourself in her shoes, oh, buddy. If her ex-boyfriend was coming over to the studio just hanging out all the time, you would be bothered by it. I tell you, I'm a little nervous. Why? Well, you know, the friend meeting the new woman. I feel like I'm getting fixed up for a friendship. Hmm? <laughs> I don't know how long this is going to last. Really? Yeah. I thought you liked it. I do, but she's got like a jealousy thing. I mean, she doesn't like me having fun with anyone but her. You know, it's a miracle you're not married. <laughs> hey, I'm not obligated to buy anything, am I? Hi, Nina. Hi. This is my friend George. Hello, nice to meet you. I've heard a lot about you. <laughs> hey, look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I brought George up to see some of your paintings. Oh, are you interested? Uh... Yeah, sure, sure, I'm interested. George, you gonna buy a painting? Yeah, sure. Are you an art lover? I'm an art adorer. I adore art. I'm an art adorer. It's like, what, what are you, why are you digging the hole deeper, mate? Yeah. It, it's very George digging himself a, a, a deeper and deeper hole. Just, yeah. But it, I guess you didn't want to offend her by saying, I'm not interested in art. When you're around an artist, you almost feel like you have to give up the give the impression that oh yes, I'm into this. I I I completely understand the art the art scene. I don't know. I think I'd be inclined to say, I oh I wish I knew more about art. <laughs> you know, yeah. of course that you know can lead to a trap of, well let me educate you. Like that was not meant to yeah. be an invitation. <laughs> yeah. That was meant to be a career. Uh, I mean a conversation stopper. She tells him to go look for something that he likes. Jerry then pretends to paint all over the Kramer. And then she gives him the four Yankee uh, tickets uh, to the owner's box behind the dugout. Or well, he can't do it because he's going to be away. Like, to, to Kramer, Kramer, you want them? Yes. <laughs> Just straight away. Yes, I want these. George can't believe it either. Says that her dad is the accountant. And, um, yeah, and then he's holding a painting. Oh, you like that one. Apologies, though, listeners. You may have heard a little clatter, clatter, clatter. Um, that was that basically the cat, cat back again. <laughs> that was basically the cat jumping up on the desk, wanting to hog the mic. So get out of here, pal. Sorry about that, folks. So we're at the baseball now. I really love George's enthusiasm. Look at where we are. He's not stopping. He just keeps going and going and going. We're not in the first row. No, no, these are your seats. She said first row, right behind the dugout. Second row. It's just as good. I was all primed for the first row. I was going to put my feet on the dugout. You shut up. These are, these are great. You can't get any better than this. Oh, there's better right there. That's better. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, who wants a dog? Yeah. There's something about eating the food from the, the stand. It mm. always t- tastes better. It gets you sort of into the mood. Like, you want to get to the footy. You want a pie. You want a beer. Yeah, well, you- particularly when you go to Cadenia Park and, um, well, you know, either for footy or a concert or whatever. Kransky? Usually get a Kransky. Kransky, okay. You love your Kranskys, don't you? I do love a good Kransky. Kransky and a beer. Um, yeah. You know, and you're paying like an obscene 500% markup or something like that, but it's worth it. I remember we went to the um, footy when it was like pie day. It would have been last year, I guess. And all pies were only $2. And I was like, 
Sign me the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) One of the best things about being my father's son was occasionally we'd get to go up to the um, the members booth or whatever one of the big members the second row behind the bench essentially <laughs> yeah the, that the, the local football uh, stadium's version of that and you know it'd be a little bit fancy and uh, but at three quarter time out would come the platters of party pies and party sausage rolls and you could have as many as you wanted it was it was so delightful yeah, I mean, I'm so jealous. That's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you could just go to the supermarket, get his own nice box yeah. of four and twenties. Probably cost you less than a tie dinner, and um, <laughs> and just eat them up. It reminds me of Nicola. We went to the, the Ratley's, the local bakery. I oh, know it wasn't Ratley's; it was a different, different one down here on Thompson Road. And Nicola just wanted to get some party pies for Holly and Elliot. And Nicola's like, "How much are party pies?" And they're like two dollars ten. And Nicola just slams a hand on the desk. You're joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Nicola, for a, just, for just a, get, each. get the party pie. Two dollars ten for a party pie. Two dollars ten each for a party pie. Nicola's like, you're joking. <laughs> <laughs> You've made an Australian out of it. Well done. Yes, I was like, I've never been more proud of it. <laughs> and the little girls behind the counter was just like, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we ended up getting a couple. But yeah, like you said, you pay like ten bucks, you get like a box of thirty six. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as we're saying, Kramer arrives with the food. Uh, Elaine mentions that she's skipping the uh, the bris, Lippman's bris that she invited um that he invited her to. What a great day! I could have been at my boss's son's bris right now. <laughs> <laughs> what you were supposed to do today? Yeah. <laughs> what makes him think anyone wants to witness a circumcision? I'd rather go to a hanging. <laughs> Is it that unattractive to have to take it off? Have you ever seen one whip it? No. You wouldn't even know what it was. Anyway, I called him back. I told him I had to go visit my father in the hospital in Maryland. <laughs> you better catch it here, Charlie, because this ain't Philadelphia. I just thought that was so awesome, just the yelling, and then everyone around him just being like, just accepting of it. I'm like, that's the kind yeah. of crowd you want. Because sometimes I go to the football here, the Australian football, Australian rules football, and I yell something out, and like, there's people around us that just go, shh. And I'm like, don't tell me to shush. At the football, like yeah. they sit there with their little earbuds and listening to the radio commentary of the game they're watching. You're like, you're there. Just you're watch the right game. There. <laughs> Brian Taylor's not going to tell you that much more about it. No, and like this one old guy has little earbuds. He's like, "There's three minutes left," and I'm like, "I'm aware of this, mate. The clock's on the big screen. You don't need to tell us anymore." <laughs> we we realise that your eyesight's not that great, sir. But yes, that big clock says three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> And this is where um, her dad arrives. Nina's dad arrives, and he's, everyone's all happy to meet him, and blah blah blah. And he mentions that um, uh, George mentions he's getting the painting framed, and we get the uh, as you were discussing earlier, it was cheaper when she was an actress. Then he tells Elaine to take off the Orioles cap, and she is just refusing. This is America. <laughs> <laughs> I just immediately thought of Randy Marsh. I thought this is America. <laughs> he, but he goes from zero to sixty very quickly in the whole. Take that cap off. I mean, yeah, just sort of. Maybe make a suggestion. It's like it's, it's a thing. It's a thing, though, and that, this is why I don't like going to like the social club at the AFL and things like that because it's just it feels very much keeping up appearances. I'm like, you guys are no much no better than me. You're at the fucking footy. You're in this box with your jacket on, your scarf, and like I remember I, I got invited to the the social club a couple of times, and you know the window was open. I like yelled out, and they're like, no, the woman's like, we don't yell out in here, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, you're at the football. You're never watch, you're watching it on TV. You're there. Why are you watching it on the TV? <laughs> oh, anyway, I, I prefer to be with the people. I'm a man of the people. 
You are indeed a man of the people. I'm a Kramer. <laughs> I am I'm not. A a, I am not Nina's dad. That's that's for sure. But as you're saying, yeah, he goes from zero to hundred. He definitely is not not happy at all. But it's very much keeping up appearances. Oh, the, the boss got me this. You, you can't wear that cap. She refuses, so she gets thrown out. George tries taking the cap off her as well, so she throws his cap away, <laughs> and that's what leads to Kramer going to get it, and he gets hit in the head with the baseball. We're now at the apartment, and Elaine's telling Jerry the Kramer story, and Jerry just thinks it's insane. He can't believe it either that he was telling her to take the cap off. And then Kramer arrives with the bandage on his head and says, hi, Carol. And he shows him the newspaper. You guys made the paper. We made the paper, he says, in fact. And Elaine just can't believe it. She's like, oh, shit. Now Lippman's going to know that I was um, that I was lying because he's a big sports nut. And now she's in his office and she sees the sports section on his desk. And um, he questions her, oh, how, how's your father? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, the father. Yeah, yeah, you know, he had various things. What didn't he have? You know, neuritis, neurology, neurology, yes, yeah. <laughs> And she gets she mispronounces Boyd. I, I thought she pronounced it correctly. In all honesty, I mean, I've I've always said Boyd. Maybe it's different in America. Like he says, buoy buoyed, but um, I always say Boyd. Our American friends, yeah, God bless them. We love them for a lot of reasons, but uh, they they they're responsible for so many good things. But they say things like aluminum and Caribbean, caramel and caramel and and Craig, like it's Craig. Yeah, Daniel Craig. Craig played James Bond, not Daniel Craig. I listen. I used to when we watched Judge Judy. I got on Craigslist. I'm like, what the fuck is Nicola? Google Craigslist. Car e k r e double g Craigslist. Craig sounds like it sounds like one of He Man's adversaries. I love a good JLD fake laugh when she's trying to like distract him <laughs> while she's hiding the newspaper. I think she's just fantastic at that fake laugh, and he he asked for it back. And she's also oh, the third time I've done it today, just clinging onto the newspaper. He says he wants to read the sports section on the plane on his way to the uh, to the convention. We then get the old couple admiring the Kramer painting. It feels melodramatic and over the top, but you can kind of see an old couple just standing in the museum saying this, can't you? Oh, absolutely, you can. I thought that the, <laughs> you're saying that you looked them up. Did you, did you say you looked up their names? Have they been in anything else? These this couple? They they are not on Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Um, they'll probably be in the credits, but I just thought that the the woman in the in the couple really did a great job. Just I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, by the way, whilst they're um admiring it, we have Jerry and Nina arguing and debating over whether she should have taken the cap off or not. And he's sticking with Elaine, which she gets jealous by. And then he says, "Well, maybe we should just end this now before it gets out of hand." She says, well, you, you like to remain friends. Well, friends with the people I'm friends with. And I was like, you're a bit of a dick, Jerry, sometimes. But but still, it's a line you'd like to kind of say, or that's something you'd like to be able to get away with when you're you know, exiting a, a relationship you feel has gone a bit toxic. If they deserve it. Yeah. If they deserve it, certainly. Yeah. Jerry's, yeah, so Jerry's just ending it, so they do. And then uh, she says, she gives him the painting and says, uh, tell George you owes me 500 bucks. George immediately, I'm not paying this. 500 bucks? Why'd you take it for? I wasn't thinking. Oh, you weren't thinking. <laughs> well, I'm not paying. And I'd be exactly the same. It's a bunch of squiggly lines. I'm not paying five hundred dollars for this. Not happening. It's right. When you when you get art like that, that's very um like that literally Elliot could draw it. Abstract. Yeah. <laughs> it's like mm, people are paying seven, eight figures for a Rothko that's you know, basically just a big thing of red, big splash of red. <laughs> but to me, I've always seen abstract as so you just winged it, eh? <laughs> no, no plan and process. Well, you just you just went for it. <laughs> as we said when we were talking to our pal DB Cooper, that's David B Cooper. Art is well, I, I came up with the the uh, ratio that it's fifty percent actually doing the work, fifty percent 
this is what this means. Yep. <laughs> you know? And if it's a bunch of squiggly lines, you say, well, it means such and such. Went, oh, my God. It really does. I can really see that. <laughs> oh, my God. This is amazing. You can't believe this. Listen to this. I don't know what you expect to find out there, Jerry. You know what you want better than me. But there's one thing I do know. I know I can stand here watching you try to destroy everything I've ever wanted in my life, wanting to smash your face with my fists because you won't even make the slightest effort to opt for happiness and still know that I love you. You mean so much to me that I'm willing to take all your abuse and insults and insensitivity. Wow, she's deep. <laughs> because that's what you need to do to prove I'm not going to leave you. I'm sick and tired of running from places and people and relationships. You want me, then fight for me. Because <laughs> because I'm sure as hell fighting for you. I think we're both <laughs> You know, Jerry, you sound like a poet. Boy, no one's ever written me a letter like this. Maybe I was wrong about it. Get up. Go. Get in there and give her a call. Pick up the phone and call her. Should I? Yes, you're damn right you should. <laughs> Fight for her, Jerry. She sure the hell fighting for you. All right. <laughs> I'll call her. Chapter two, good film? I don't think I've ever seen it, or if I did, I saw it when I was a, a, a young man, because I think it's from either the late 70s or the early 80s. But it does star our man, the late, great James Kahn, mm. um, Mrs. K's, uh, Mrs. K's date. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Some people, what does he say? Some people like to like a challenge. Not me. Not me. <laughs> ah, Jimmy, rest in peace. So we get um yes, we get the letter and 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 Jerry reads it out and I like, I like Kramer blowing his nose over it and then just wiping it. <laughs> <laughs> but again, that, even that scene, this scene kind of ends with um so like obviously Kramer tells him to go call uh, call Nina blah 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 and she's she's fine if you got to fight for her. But when he's wiping the uh, the frame and George just sort of look at him. It just feels like it goes on like a few seconds too long. It's like you didn't really have little, anything to do here. No, yeah, it's it's um, yeah. You guys, it's a stretching for time a little bit. Yeah, trying to make something out of nothing. And then Nina and Jerry, uh, they're obviously together again. They're having another shot at it. They're in Jerry's apartment. And they hear the gunshot on the TV. Don't go in there. You get shot. And the, do you like to do that when you're watching shows that you, you know are very predictable? Call the shots before they happen. Every once in a while, but uh, my my dad was terrible at that. He would always say, "Oh, this is going to happen," and then it did. And, you know, it was stuff that either stuff that he watched or stuff that was very predictable. <laughs> and um, it was partly endearing and partly shut up, Dad. <laughs> my dad's the same. If he's seen something and you haven't seen it, he's just like, "Oh, this is when this happens." I'm like, "Why are you telling me?" <laughs> really? I'm clearly watching the movie. You've just ruined it, and I'm 90 seconds into it. Or if 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 I'm watching a football game on delay, I mute my phone. I turn it off because I know that if my dad is calling me, it means we won. If I and if I don't hear from him, and then if the game's over and I don't hear from him, I know we've lost. So I'm oh. like, I don't want to know because if, if we win, he always calls, and if he doesn't, if he doesn't ring, I'm like, I oh, know we lost. I'm like, I'm, I don't want to know the result. I need to put my phone away. But my dad's the same. He'll be like, he'll, he'll call and he go, I'm not, I'm, I'm not telling you the score. I'm not telling you the score. Don't worry about it. I don't know why you're watching it though. I'm like, but, but, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I read this great tweet yesterday by someone saying, "Oh, when I was a when I was a kid, I was watching Planet of the Apes with my um with my mum and my dad, 
And, you know, when they first landed on the planet of the apes, uh, my mum said, wow, that looks a lot like Earth. And my dad said, well, you find out at the end that it is Earth. And then he pretended the whole time like he hadn't said that at all. (laughs) 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 Got to the end, like, no, I never said that. What are you talking about? (laughs) Hello, George. Hey, hey, Nina. (laughs) I owe you some money, don't I? Well, I really love that piece. Yeah, oh, me too, me too. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> you know, in fact, uh, I've, I've been thinking about it, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like I'm stealing from you. $500. It's going to be worth thousands soon. You know what? On second thought, I can't even accept it. No, 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 George. Uh, a deal's a deal. You know, I want you to have it. This could be in a museum someday. It's not safe with me. It should really be in a doorman building. <laughs> Honestly, George. The money's not important. Who said anything about money? <laughs> yeah. It's Elaine. Come on up. Elaine? Yeah. This person does not believe in telephones, does she? She likes the poppin'. I've told her how I hate the poppin'. He likes the poppin' too. Just popped in now. I'm a big poppin' guy. Yes. How about Kramer? Oh, huge poppin' guy. <laughs> well, I was leaving anyway, so, uh, we're on for tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye. Hello. Chatty gal. I mean, I love the fact that George is trying to get out of it that way. It's, it's a quite a clever way, really. It's like, no, no, no it's, not, it's, not, it's not you, it's me. Like, <laughs> I, I, I just can't accept this. You, you have to keep this. It's going to be worth too much money. Oh, always use the strategy, what's in it for me? Or, you know, look at it from the other person. What's in it for them? You know, yeah. and that's yeah, how they're going to benefit. That's from how this. that's yeah. how a good con works or a good scam works. <laughs> yeah. Again, though, Nina bringing up the whole she just likes to pop in a lot. Yeah, you know, Kramer, huge pop in guy. Oh, we, we, we just love to pop in. You know, I'm a, I'm a pop in guy. I've never been that kind of person. I've never been a pop in guy. I'm always just like, is it okay for me to come over? I never pop up unannounced. Have you ever been that way? I try not to. I think I've done it on a few occasions, although I then have to think about. Do I like people dropping by? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no. I mean, I love my friends. I, I like people in general. But at the same time, it's like, eh, I, I, I'm going to need just a little bit of notice before you come into my house because then you'll see how I live and then you won't like me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but then Nina, obviously, she leaves and Elaine, as she says, chatty gal. And then they're all here. <laughs> uh, Elaine's worried that she's going to get fired. And Jerry's, he's a fast clicker. I used to be this way. I feel like I'm not anymore because we don't really change channels like we used to anymore, do we? It's, not, it's like streaming service. You find something you want and you watch it. I guess if you're flicking through the menu on Netflix and stuff, you can consider that's the modern day version of this, I guess. Yeah, although, I mean, flicking is kind of like, oh, you're, you're running along the information superhighway, such as it is. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, if you're on the Netflix main menu or any of other, any other you stream ones, it's like, this, no, that. Mm, don't know, not tonight. More passive. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, God knows, I've had this so many times with the lovely Louise where it's like, all right, let's go to what's new and uh, upcoming on Netflix. Oh, that's not until Wednesday. Um, this one? Mm. Yeah, it's... Um, and it's bedtime. <laughs> yeah, and then you're... Well, th- th- this actually happened last night. We were about to start watching this movie uh, on, on Apple and enough time had gone past that we, we said, hey, how long does this go for? 
Oh, it's going to run till the. Oh, no, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. Let's <laughs> let's let's find something that goes for an hour as opposed to two hours. Because Nicholas, obviously, Nicholas to get up early for work sometimes when she has to go to Melbourne. She's like, I can watch half of it. I'm like, I don't want to watch half the movie. I want to watch it on now. <laughs> I'm like that. If I'm if I'm enthralled in like if I'm you know if a movie's captivated me, I'm in halfway point and then Nicola goes, oh, I've got to go to bed. I'm like, I don't want to push stop. <laughs> yeah, I honestly think. I mean, because you look at, there are so many streaming series, particularly Netflix ones, where you look at, you know, you started as a movie, didn't you? You didn't have to be a six yeah. episode thing. You were a two hour movie that got stretched out to like yeah. six hours or something. And I think they did that. So it's like, oh, I can't commit to two hours, but I can commit to an hour and then I can break that up into six uh, six things. Savvy people. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, as you said, so George, I like the fight over here over the remote and George snacks and he's like, I'm a great clicker. But what the, what's great about it, though, is Jer- Jerry's like, he doesn't know how to click and George is like, motherfucker, I know how to click. <laughs> that's, when, that's when he snatches <laughs> it back and he clicks it onto chapter two, Neil Simon, and this is where they realise that she has copied the letter. It's Lenny West, my accountant, who is a hell of a guy. <laughs> and he handles the Yankees, too. It's his biggest account. Ah, so every once in a while they throw him a couple of seats and last weekend he gave them to his daughter she's an artist by the way anyway her daughter gives them to some friends you know one of her friends shows up wearing a Baltimore cap from Baltimore right oh mm, it's Towson and that's near Baltimore yeah but you're an Oriole fan right you know, my father does. Anyway, I don't she like refused to them. take the cap off. She caused a whole big scene. Really? Yeah. So impudent. Yeah. So Lenny gave me the tickets for tomorrow night. I'm inviting Frank and Marcia. Want you to come? Uh, uh, I I've got plans though, Mr. Well, Lipman. Well, come. You missed the bris. I want you at the game. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay, Mr. Hoffman. <laughs> oh, and Elaine. Yes? You know, the Baltimore cap you got in your office, wear it. I'm going to have a little fun with it. That will be fun. Now, there's a mistake here. Lippman says, Lippman's saying, talking about what Elaine did, but he doesn't know it was Elaine, and he goes, and her daughter gave her tickets to her friend, but he was just talking about Lenny. Oh, or was Lenny the wife? Lenny. No, no, because he, talk- he was talking about the dad. Lenny. His Nina's dad. Yes. And he's talk- he's talk- I'm sure he's talking about Lenny, uh, talking about Nina's dad. Because he goes, yeah, because he he's, the- he's the accountant. And he goes, and-, and then it cuts to Elaine. And then it cuts back to Lippman. And he goes, well, anyway, her daughter gave the tickets to her friends, is what he says. Her daughter. Oh, okay. So, he, mm. he accidentally said her instead of his daughter. Uh, yeah. And they just ran with it. And I was just ran with it. Maybe they didn't pick it up when he said it. It just happened. It's just it's even in the subtitles. He goes, "Well, anyway, her daughter gave the tickets to her friends, and then they, one of them wouldn't take the cap off." An old um, uh, eagle eyes and uh, <laughs> what, what's got sensitive ears? Ra- dog ears, rabbit ears, dog ears, dog ears. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, donkey ears, dog dog ear dando. Yeah, dog ear dando. So he tells the story, and you you think even as the viewer, you think she's getting caught, and Elaine thinks so too. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, about that, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he says he wants Elaine to come to the game next time. Oh, bring the cap. I think I'm gonna have some fun with it. Oh yes, uh, that will be fun. <laughs> We're now at Nina's studio. And Jerry, he's all smug here, smug Jerry, because he knows he's got a got a court. So I want to actually discuss this when he uh, discovers the um, 
that she's copied the, the letter from the film or, or the, the rant from the film and put it in her letter. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned this on one of our podcasts in the past, back in primary school. Remember the, the book contest, the scary story contest? Where oh, the, the, yeah, yeah, where the yeah, girl yeah. Copied, I was like, that's the fucking book. I'm like, I, I, but I remember like at the time thinking it was my one of my best mate's sisters and I'm like, What's more important, my friendship with my best friend or winning that uh, scooter? <laughs> I think winning the scooter is more uh, important. I, think, uh, I, I was about to say, I hope you win scooter. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I remember being, how Jerry feels here is how I felt going, well, principal, what's your face? Guess what I've got for you? You're about to fall <laughs> out of your fucking chair. <laughs> I like, took the book to the, because I remember telling the teacher and the teacher didn't believe me. And I went and found a little book at home and threw it on that desk. And I'm like, read it, read it. <laughs> <laughs> just picturing t- tiny Dando just swaggering in like a boss. Yeah. <laughs> Book that. Read that. Read that. Hey, you, you, you better read this book. I won by default, which was fantastic. Two best words in the English language, default. Yes. And Jerry's about to sort of confront her as the old couple arrive to buy the Kramer for $5,000, as we, as we learned mm. from George, as we're now in Jerry's apartment. And then they're watching the baseball. Baseball's on the TV, a way to incorporate the Elaine situation that's about to happen. He offers to sell his painting, the one that he got from Nina, for $50 to Jerry. He still doesn't want it for 50 Then they see Elaine getting thrown out on the baseball. And finally, we see Kramer having dinner with the old couple, talking about hopping on a steamship to Sweden. So all wrapped up there. I'll get some stand-up as well about the uh, the sneaking down to better seats, which I think is my favourite stand-up he's done to date. <laughs> so baseball season is starting. I'm very excited about that. Did you ever sneak down to better seats at the game and get caught by the usher? When you're a kid, it doesn't matter because you're always getting chased from every place anyway. So when you're an adult, it's really embarrassing to get caught. You have to pretend like there's some confusion. So you put on this whole act. You're looking at the tickets. I don't understand how this could have happened. Let me see. Oh, I see the problem. These are very good seats. I have very bad seats. That's the misunderstanding. It's true, though. If you get caught doing it, you're like... Oh, oh really? Oh, oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, you- <laughs> this, this this is this is row AC. I'm in row triple R four. You never balls you up and say those seats are empty. <laughs> yes. Give them to me. <laughs> this is, well, Nicola and I did that at the Elton John concert. I would have been like 2013 or maybe 2014, 2015. It's the end of the gig at Rod Laver Arena, which is for anyone overseas. It's where they play the Australian Open final. It's the indoor centre there. Most concerts are played there in Melbourne. And we had floor seating, but we're like 20 rows from the front. So it was just like, ah, oh, he looks too small. And I remember it was the end of the gig. And I'm like, let's just walk up. There are big open aisles to walk up and down because a lot of old people there. So then big wide spaces. Mm. I was like, let's just walk down to the front. What the fuck are they going to do? Like throw us out. It's the last song. Like, let's just do it. And we walked down and we stood right against the barricade about, I reckon, six feet away from Elton John as he played your song. And, oh. um, and no one threw us out. And it just, it just, and that was it. And then we got to stand there and give him like the standing ovation at the end. He was literally, I couldn't have touched him because he had a bit of a, bar- a gap between the barrier and the <laughs> stage. But he was like literally six feet from me. And I'm just like, imagine if we just sat in our seats. That never would have happened. But we just took the punt and he sang your song six feet from us. It was fucking awesome. That does sound very nice. It was very, very good. Because I think the, the chorus for your song is one of the best lyrics for a love song ever, I just think. It is lovely. Does it get any better than that? Not really, no. It's a, it, Elton's a lovely. I mean, your song is just a lovely. It's one of my favourite Elton's. Yeah, yeah. How wonderful life is when you're in the world. That's the just world. the greatest. Like, I just, mm. I just can't think of any better lines. But anyway, that is our review of the letter. 
what do you think, Mr. Davis? I think overall, I didn't see Jerry as more so much of a negative before doing this review, but the more I've gone through, I'm just like, Jerry was kind of a douche in this, but so, because like, you have to be able to understand from Lena's perspective. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think it's one great thing about, uh, about the show, Seinfeld, is that, you know, it's not afraid to make Jerry or any of the characters a bit of a dick every once in a while. I think, you know. Well, they go to prison for being bad people. That's true. That's true. But it uh, gambles on the fact that you find these people interesting enough and inherently sort of likable enough and recognisable enough Relatable, that you're yeah. going to stick with them even when they behave badly. It's like, oh, you know what? That behaviour sucks, but I think I might have done that once or twice. Yes. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed our review of The Letter. The next episode is The Parking Space, which I watched last night, and it's fucking so funny. I can't wait to review that one as well. <laughs> if you are enjoying everything we do here at Talking Seinfeld, don't forget you can support us for as little as one single dollar. We would really appreciate the support if you are able to do so by hitting the link in the description of this podcast and you get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts as well for that single dollar we do. Access to our Facebook group where you get to chat with us on a daily basis and much, much more. All for one single dollar. It's one dollar. You won't even know what's missing. If you're out there listening right now, check that's that one dollar. Man, it would help us a great deal. Uh, also, don't forget to rate and review review us on Apple Podcasts and if you do have a message for us send it to TalkingSeinfeld at gmail.com like I said the next episode for Talking Seinfeld is the parking space so get excited for that one but for now Mr. Davis any final words for those amazing listeners out there this podcast sickens me I love it <laughs>